the world music now, the new world music is pretty high. But sometimes I think that what we are doing is kind of world music as well, because we are trying to have something which is really Italian, but made now and and for sure like pretty international too. I mean, this is the main work I'm doing is my, 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 at the end, like having something which I feel is all my roots in music, in life and in culture and just making music out of that. So it was okay. I'm this and I'm this because I used to live here and I grew up here and this is all my like background and this is what I'm doing now because of this. And, and I feel it's like, it's my kind of word, my personal word music. <laughs> Since like 10 years, there's this like neighborhood and this area called Roma Est, which is totally different from the other side of Rome. And uh, let's say it's the weirdo one. So music-wise, artistic-wise, club and venues. And let's say, um, I mean, I mostly like play music going around and try to do something in the city with uh, my label, which is NoFi Recordings. And, uh, organizing shows and we had a venue called Alverme for eight years and now a new one called La Fine since one, let's say, this is the second year. So yeah, what I do is music and playing by myself, booking, organizing and everything, trying to keep the city a bit active and try to go around and bring what I do. So.
I started as a drummer. Uh, yeah, musician, let's say, is the first, uh, comes first. And then, I mean, this is back in the late 90s, early 2000. Let's say the first album of my first band, which was Hiroshima Rocks Around, came out in uh, 2001. And that's when we start like playing around Italy and then slowly going like in other countries of Europe and then United States. But yeah, the beginning was just playing music. And then came the label because mostly what we were doing was producing like tapes and CDRs to go on tour because yeah, it was not easy to find labels, proper label to, to have like an album out. So to be on tour with something was really useful to have like extra merch and having a label was nice because I was putting out this and then I was putting out like bands we met on tour and you know like just having a net of a of bands, musician, artists. So it was cool because I don't know, we were starting collaboration with I don't know, friends which were doing like silk screen posters in Paris or other like in Canada or in the States and we were like building a connection of people which this, I mean, let's say not before internet because internet was there, but this was like before MySpace and Facebook sure, yeah. and then was getting stronger with with the social networks obviously, but at the time was more like a real thing. So you, you had to go on tour to meet the people and then keep in touch with them, you know? And doing stuff with, uh, with those people was the way to, to do something everywhere and I don't know, make everything easier to go around. So it was like musician and label for this reason. organization like booking let's say and promoting shows because on the other side was okay we we meet so many great bands and artists on tour and i want like to have them in rome and i want you know because every time coming back from the tour was hey guys oh no you have to check out this band and these guys are great but it was okay let's bring them to rome and let's introduce to the city and so like with a, with a friend, we start like booking shows around, like mostly in squat and then like small. Who's, who's that place near here, uh, Fanfula? Fanfula start after, I mean, Fanfula, let's say started in 2007 and as I'm talking about 2004, five. And, and then Fanfula made everything easier because it was the first venue, let's say, which was treating the promoters in a nice way it was not like the business thing 
because at the beginning was, I don't know, you pay the guarantee of the band, the food of the band, the promotion for the show, everything, and then you get like the 50% of the door because, I mean, every time was just like losing money, break even was like a dream. This was at Squats? Treated you like that? <laughs> this was like Venice. Okay. And Squat was complicated in another way because with the squad was explaining them which there was a reason to bring these bands in town and anyway money were always like i mean asking for like 100 euros they were ah, you know but 100 euros it's a lot it's guys it's not a lot it's like five people on the road with a van you know and then we're trying to build something i mean was complicated on the other side and then i mean there's a lot of different obviously they're like the worst squad giving you, like trusting you and giving you money. Other squad, they were, oh no, we prefer to have like a reggae night or like a techno party and we make money for like political reasons, which mm. is, I mean, right, so. But they were not really into pushing music, it was more like the political thing. So it depends from the area, but yeah, usually it was these two sides of the music. Venues that want to make money and at the end you lose the money for them and like squad with, were pretty complicated to have enough money for the band, for the artist, and mm-hmm. I mean, just to make, you know, no one want to be rich, it's just like giving some money to pay highway gas and, and everything, you know? So, Funful at a certain point arrived and like Manu, this guy, like let's say the main guy, he's a musician as well, now he's playing in a Holiday Inn, it's a duo, I released like an album for them and yeah, it was uh, it was hating this attitude from other venues like we did. And so we start like working together and the idea was, I don't charge you anything for the venue because the venue is here, you bring me people, so this is the cool thing. You do something great, which maybe I couldn't do. So this is the deal. I give you the space, you do something good. And, and this is the way to do it. start Dalverme because we took in 2008 but at the end we started in 2009 with you know works and um, and uh, we did the same thing it was like okay we build this place and we want to have like bands here so I started booking and friends were bringing other stuff I was more like into experimental thing like avant-garde avant jazz electronic noise and few friends were more like into punk, hardcore, screamo. I mean, it was not, we just do this, it was let's have something we like in the music. So even because we were, I mean, we used to do like four or five shows every week. So quite a lot. And having just like one genre would have been like kind of stupid and impossible. 
So the idea was to have like a window in Rome for DIY music and art. So we were having like every month exposition of, I don't know, local artists or like friends from other places coming and bringing, I don't know, silk screen posters or uh, paintings or photos. I mean, we were trying to keep the net alive and keep the city alive because that's the other main goal. Like Rome, sometimes it's a bit sleepy. It's a city focused on like tourism and all the center is just like that. It's like a museum. There's nothing really going on. And now, uh, yeah, with La Fine, we are in the center, which is really weird. And, and that's funny because it's like, okay, let's try to do something in the center of Rome, which for years was dead. I mean, yeah. dead in the music and artistic. Sure, sure. We build the venue in the way we were. Like, we were musicians, so what's important for us? Like a good PA. Mm -hmm. And we had like an amazing PA. It was like a major sound and it was really powerful compared to the small room we had. And then we built this room with like a wooden floor and uh, like metal on the top. It was really like audio insulated because we were in a building, so it was important to keep it quiet. But anyway, I mean, inside, you could play as loud as you want. That was the cool thing. And on the other side, we were really, how can we say, like, spoiled on drinking, because, I mean, we love food and drinks. And when we were on tour, especially with the Hiroshima Rocks around, the point was, fuck, why we have to play and, like, drink shitty beers and shitty wine and, like, having junk food. This is, like, not fair. So, going on tour, we were, like, bringing our own alcohol like stopping in microbreweries on the way and buying like some beers. Uh, if we were in France, I don't know, like in France, we were buying champagne. And because anyway, if you go directly to the producer, it's cheap. I mean, yeah. and anyway, you can bring something good. <laughs> and so for the venue, we said, okay, the good things is a good PA, good drinks and good food. So like we were cooking for bands or we were buying like a good pizza which maybe in Italy it's easy to find, but if you're a touring band and you have like a good pizza, it's, it's always nice, I know. I think Dalvermeer was one of the first places where you could do this. Like everyone was pretty impressed, I mean, in Europe, because watching a show with a, I don't know, like a Pikisi style cocktail with a, like a Nancraft beer, like a local one, was like, wow, this was back in 2009, 10. So before all the hype of the handcraft beers, of the cocktails and, and everything. And in, in a place which was mostly focused on music, so it was not the place where you just go and, I don't know, like a posh bar or something like this. It was, let's say, 
place with a punk attitude, focus on music, but where you could have like great drinks. And this, I think still, still now is the good memories of the place. Like everyone is remembering, like we could see a great show with a great acoustic and drinking, amazing stuff. So it was a good combination. Can you t talk about what happened, with how, how uh, the pandemic came to an end? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really connected to, to the neighborhood and, uh, and the city. Because when we start back in 2008, 9, and Fanfula in 2007, we were the first two places like doing this kind of stuff in, uh, in Pigneto. I mean, like music. Pigneto was pretty different. Pigneto is this neighborhood where we are the Romaest mm -hmm. neighborhood, let's say. And I mean, in 10 years, everything changed, the gentrification and because it's like Pigneto is really close to the center, but in the mind of Roman people was like suburbs. So this was pretty weird. And at a certain point, it seems that everybody understood that was pretty well connected with the center mm -hmm. and cheap. So uh, the usual pro process, like students and like artists and musicians start coming here, people with like opening bars and restaurants and venues, and then everything changed. And when everything changed, there's the usual fight with uh, like neighborhoods, you know, nightlife against uh, sleeping, living quiet and, and all those kind of things. And but yeah, the problem arrived when we had elections in Rome mm. and something like was changing. And I mean, under election, we, they just use us as something like, I don't know, for the votes. I don't know, how can I say? I mean, we were mm, the idea of a place, you know, like a cultural association, which is not like uh, a business thing because politic, the politics understand business, but we were not that. We were a kind of dangerous place because they didn't know what kind of people comes. We are political and obviously like left wing in a way, let's say. And, and so they just use us as, I don't know, something to show the people in which direction they wanted to go. So like cleaning, you know, the neighborhood, cleaning the area means no like nightlife, no places that are not really easy to understand. And, and the problem, they tried to close us with a reason, but they didn't find anything. And what they did was giving us, what's called like a precautional closing of 30 days because they thought we were like a dangerous place connected like with terrorists, drug abuse and stuff like this, which was really crazy. 
And they did it, they did this 30 days because it was 29 days before the elections. Uh -huh. So just, and this like, I don't know, we use it, we use it a lot against like the city and the government. And we had this 30 days of, uh, I mean, demonstration and reaction, like the neighborhood was with us, the city was with us, Italy and even like Europe and the States, a lot of bands were like posting our like manifesto, let's say, and even magazines like The Wire wrote about it. And because, I mean, we were an important place for the worldwide music scene. Yeah, internationally, yeah. it was known. There's mm -hmm. a lot of people when they came here, that's where they played, right? So, yeah, when Dalverme closed and we say the reason, it was a good, I mean, a good reaction. I was really happy for this. And we opened again after the 30 days, but since we had the strong reaction, then the police was really on us. They were like, okay, guys, I mean, you fucked too much, because, I mean, was always uh, the police, uh, the state, the government, the politics, the police. Uh, they say, okay, so we will be on you. And this being on us was pretty, I mean, stressing, because even if they don't find anything, they always find something. So it was like little fees for bullshit. I don't know, there's not the sign, there's not that, now we check this, or just coming every weekend, like, you know, uh, music off, lights on for one hour on Saturday and midnight was like, okay, like losing all the people in it, like ruining the show. I mean, it was kind of bad moment. At a certain point, they were really, I mean, we will do this until you will close. And I mean, it was, was pretty hard to have like a war like this, was being under attack. So since it's something we always did for, for our pressure, for like a passion, we decide, let's deal with them. We decide, okay, we close on this date. If we do this, let us like work in peace until the time and this is what actually happened at the end not really in peace but way more relaxed and yeah we just kept on going another season uh, and then yeah we closed with march 2017 so it's we're getting to almost two years ago which <laughs> What they try to do is like this cleaning the city, which is, you know, obviously in a money sense. So everything is like business and clear and it's good like for the city. It's okay. Everything is unclear. It's, it's political. It's, it's not really business. So why you do it if it's not business? They are kind of against this. And we were in, that, in the middle of all these changes of the town. It was pretty bad because we used to do a lot of things with the city in the past, like festivals. Mm -hmm. So the past 
party, the past, uh, uh, I don't know, the people that were there before, they knew us as someone bringing culture. Because one of the main problems of Del Verme, they attacked us saying that we were not a cultural association. We were faking to do this, being like a business place. <laughs> and since there's like permission and I mean, it's, it's a like a bureaucratic thing, but uh, we were under attack because of this, which is crazy, a place that for eight years does like four or five shows every week uh, and yeah, exposition and organized festival. If it's not that the cultural association, I don't know what, what it is. It just yeah, it's just because it's a, it's a low which comes from the Mussolini era. And, and it's crazy, it's still active because they use it to close places with, when they don't know how to do it. But never happened with a, with a place like us, which is like a small venue doing like shows. So that was really weird because usually they use it, I don't know if they know there's like a place where the mafia, I don't know, meet other people, if there's a big like drug dealing, stuff like this, they can use to close it and then check, you know? I see. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's, it's the same, it's always the same process. I mean, I saw it somewhere else too, like there's some people starting doing things which are like good things and this is the reason why you bring up tension of the area and then it just making money in business and making money means like shitty food and cheap stuff sold for a lot of money like shitty drinks sold for a lot of money i mean that's making money but when you do something which is like bringing good stuff good food and being cheap because the area no i mean you know it's cheaper than the center of rome for sure that's something that it's hard to understand and i don't know some people, the people that is up on the government doesn't understand why you should do something which is not for money. And that's the problem. Let's say it's a, it's a national net of cultural associations, which mostly, I mean, what, what makes easier is a cultural association need like a membership card. And uh, instead of having your own, which it means everyone comes need that membership card, you would need like a thousand of cards for a thousand of places. Archie makes one national card. So if you are in Milano, 
and you have like a membership card of an archie in Milano, it's the same that you need in Rome and in Naples and in Bologna. And, and then, I mean, it's not just a connection like this, it's a connection because there's even something about like sharing the music between the different arches and the cultural association. So like doing a net, which then I say it's not really true because anyway, we were the only one together with Fanfulla doing a kind of stuff. All the rest was mostly like what they call like shitty music and, you know, I don't know, cover band or like uh, really old Italian style things like Baleras and things, which is really important, but it's not what we do. Mm-hmm. What makes things easy is Archie give you like the permit to sell alcohol okay. because you do culture. So that's the reason why I told you they were saying we are not a cultural association to quit our permit, uh, selling alcohol permit. That's, that's the thing. And, and then Archie, I mean, by themselves with the money they do, they should like promote music. They organize festival like the Villada Festival, which we were part of it. It's a summer festival in Rome in a park. Mm-hmm. We were part of it for like four years. And, and uh, yeah, that's it. But it's mostly like a net of cultural association under one flag, which is extremely like left oriented and and then beside music and art, they do a lot of important things for uh, with like immigrants, like school of Italian for people that doesn't know the language, and yeah, and more like really good political things. I mean, let's say the, the typical old-style Archie club is like old people meeting there and like playing, I don't know, like cars or like some games and reading newspaper. And the membership car used to be like really expensive, like even like 100 euros, wow. but you had like coffees for nothing, like 20 cents and then, I don't know, sandwiches for nothing. And this was something which was especially like in little towns. And, uh, and then slowly changed it to what happens in 2000, 2010, which right now became the way you can have a, a venue without having a license to sell alcohol. So right now it's more that the reason why it's so common now, it's that. So it's true that sometimes it's like a business played cover it. But when you, attack the wrong place that was like pretty stupid. Yeah, it's, let's say, with La Fine, Wendell Verme clothes, 
uh, let's say obviously I'm I'm a kind of known person in town and they know I do like good stuff and bring the right stuff. So some friends ask me, I mean, you cannot stop doing things now. And with the Dalbert McHugh, I mean, everyone started doing something else. We were kind of, we want a new Dalberme, but we look for it. Pigneto really changed this area. So, I mean, rents are crazy expensive. Like now, I mean, for like shitty places, they ask you like 2,000 euros for a month. I mean, it's really crazy. Plus, we were really broke because for the last two years. I mean, after all this problem, we didn't get any money. All the money we were doing was to pay like debts in order to close like as, as clean as, yeah. as we could. So no money and maybe no energy, I don't know, was like, we were kind of stocked on this. And some friends asked me to do this new project and I said, okay, yeah, let's do it. And like a partner of this project is a Nero edition. So this like contemporary art uh, magazine, which now is like a, a web magazine and uh, an editorial book. So it's like, uh, I mean, it's really cool. I was just thinking, okay, we can do something which is really high level with them. And it's what we're doing. And, and the other nice thing is no more like suburbs, let's say, but let's go to the center of Rome because this other partners, Giacomo and Claudio, they had connection to get like a place for uh, like really cheap, but in the center of Rome. And this is how La Fina started. Like we had this place, which was the foyer of the theater. Mm-hmm. And, and after the theater, we were starting doing the club. So the theater was open and active. And, and we called the place La Fina because it means the end. And at the end of the theater piece, we were starting this new thing, which was like music, uh, art and clubbing. It's more like nightlife, but... And the idea is the same, like the, it's an amazing cocktail bar with uh, like music, I mean, the music we like. And so it's the reason why even like our uh, identity is always like this videos, which is like the end of the movie with the credits. And we say, okay, we have this on this day with this band or this mm-hmm. DJ. I mean, all the imaginary is like cinema theater. Even the inside is, I mean, used to be a real theater, but we made something more, I would say, I don't know, in a lynch style. Yeah. So with all this velvet and mirrors and like neon lights and it's more like a yeah. 
attitude. And it's cool because it's a place where you get in and say, can you really see like a concert here? And because it's not a place, I mean, it's different, but then we have a good stage, we have a good PA and, uh, and we do shows. And yeah, what I'm doing there mostly is the same thing. I mean, experimental stuff. I'm a lot into like more ethnic, new world music. So we're doing a lot of this kind of music now. And even if it's not easy, I mean, because it's not something that, the good stuff, it's usually in Europe for festivals and it's pretty expensive, but I mean, it's what I'm focused on now. So I really love to bring and then like we have Le Fil del Gadad, which is a Tuareg trio of women, and it was pretty good. We had uh, Tarabans Velas, which is an Indonesian band on uh, Morphine Records, the Rabbi Beaini label. Uh, we're doing, I mean, music from Turkey and North Africa. It's, it's something I like. And I mean, it's pretty hype too, I have to say, because every time there's a show like that, it's full. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Like, we understand, we like something and we try to make it hype in order to have always people and not like five people at the show, but like hundred. Um, thing of La Fine is after one year in the theater we we found this other place which is an old jazz venue which was really important in the 80s like the best musician played there like San Ra, McCoy Tyner, the lounge lizard and Chet Becker was there a lot it was like the main jazz venue in Rome because the owner was this aristocratic guy it was a jazz player, friend of all the jazz musicians. So it was like, okay, if you pass by if Rome, you will play in my venue. And the cool thing is, I mean, it was a different Rome. And yeah, it was a pretty dirty place. I mean, like drugs and sex. So he was like married with a, with a model. And I mean, it was, you know, music and weird stuff. And it's, it's what we like too. It's, I mean, we're trying to bring back that soul. Because <laughs> now, yeah, now jazz, it seems so, like, you know, it's jazz. It's everyone pretty stuck on that. Now, it was pretty punk <laughs> back in the time. <laughs>
mean, it's a it's a great location because you're right by the river and you mm -hmm. also are in the piazza, so you can kind of spill out into yeah. the, to the square. I don't know, the, the place is amazing, obviously. It's, I mean, it's not easy, Dirk. It's, there's nothing going on around, even like, I'm telling like the police is on us because there's nothing there. So we are, if something happened, they know it's, it's like noise or too much people or whatever. But anyway, it's, it's cool to have, like Roman people really enjoy to be back in the center to see like a concert because it's usually not happening. So it's like, okay, we go there, we see a show and then five minutes walks, you have the Vatican, five minutes walk, you have, I don't know, Campo dei Fiori, Piazza di Spagna, then, I mean, the main touristic attraction. And, and it's nice because at midnight the show is over and if you want, you can walk around and it's beautiful instead of being in the suburbs, which obviously it's, I mean, I live here, you know, so <laughs> for me it's magic, but it's not the same. It seems like uh, even with the you know the compilation that you did uh, 2011, the Borgata, the Borgata Borgata, yeah. It's like there's a real emphasis on like the rootedness in a place, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's you know, Pigneto, very yeah. in particular. Or, but like there's a group of you, and it's very rooted in a mm -hmm. place. So there seems something important to that coming together. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's at a certain point we we just saw that something was happening and was in like in a neighborhood, you know? And it was really, I don't know, by chance that this happened, was kind of magic. And in the internet era, was, I mean, it was already weird to see something which, which was, I say, geolocated in an area. I mean, yeah. it's, not, it's not like a net of people which are somewhere else, like, I don't know, United States, Japan, yeah, yeah, China, yeah. Russia, and, I don't know, Egypt and whatever, it's in Rome, in this area. And so, I mean, I felt like it was something particular and something nice to, to push and spread the word about it. It's like, hey guys, this is happening here, it's happening here now, and it's us, so let's like show to everybody what we're doing. And, and it just started as a really genuine thing. I mean, we were not thinking this when we start was just feeling and doing and, and it's cool because it's also like it was not like you were all doing noise or drone or whatever. i mean it's yeah, like, it was pretty it was all different mm -hmm. it's very eclectic that that was the nice thing i think what was keeping everything together was an attitude more than like a music general so yeah i'm just really happy that what we did became pretty important for for sure for italy and then was well known at a certain point somewhere else too but it's cool that we did something and we had like a spotlight on us like okay this is going pretty well because even i mean yeah if we want to talk about press even like the global year 
issue of The Wire talk about us, which yeah. just is like a spotlight on like music scenes of, of a certain countries. And, and yeah, it's usually, I mean, obviously it's more easy like um, on weird, I mean, on different countries, third world music and all, what I was telling before, like since I'm Calabrian and I grew up in a family which was like a, really connected with the sea and with uh, like the family of my father, they were like sailors and fishermen, we were traveling. And I mean, what I felt is like the Mediterranean was really, I don't know, a kind of international community mm -hmm. and was absolutely the first one because before any like connection of state, the United States of America or like, you know, Russia before was like the Mediterranean was something like that because the sea connected Italy, Spain and Greece and North Africa and Lebanon, and, you know, so the sea was the connection and this makes all these cultures so different but similar too. And similar, I mean, not like that you, you think it's the same. Similar because maybe it's an attitude probably, but you can feel there's something cultural-wise that connect all these this people. And, and for me, I feel way closer to a Greek person or to an Egyptian than not to like a Swedish yeah. or a Danish, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that's Europe and that's Africa. But for me, it's more like the Mediterranean thing. So like, yeah, my, 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 I mean, I just built this character and the idea was, okay, it's South Italian, it's Greek, but it's Mediterranean. And so the idea was to have like this trilogy about the Mediterranean music, getting something which was from all the countries on the Mediterranean. But at the end, it's mostly focused on the South of Italy and Greece. Uh, and the other thing is, I love this clash because it's so romantic, the past we have, but it's so ruined and so terrible. I mean, you're living in Naples and you can see, like, I don't know if you have been to Calabria and Sicily too, and Greece as well, you have like, you know, this, you can see how amazing was the empires and the cultures and all those ancient buildings, but it's like full of trash around, there's people like burning cars beside the head and, or like, I don't know, abandoned factories, cause every, I mean, it's just like failing, it's like decadence, but beside those monuments. And I really love this, this clash. 
and it's what I'm trying to have in my music too. So it's like, okay, the Mediterranean is beautiful, but it's not like a magic place. Right now it's poor. Yes. And then music-wise was, okay, like, the music that really influenced us was this Italian, we could say a new renaissance of music, of the Italian music, so, especially from the 70s, like, in all the music genre, like, from Battiato, which start with more experimental thing, getting like a pop mm -hmm. idol, I don't know, to those people which were coming really from the academic world, but trying to do something which was totally not academic. And, and then the Italian prog and all the soundtrack music, the library music, and then those people just mixing and doing like concert in small venues, even if they were playing like at the television in the morning was like a really active moment and really fresh because they were building something which I think doesn't really exist somewhere else. So I felt that like our Italian roots and that's the music we were trying to make alive. Obviously like not coping, but just finding the attitude and bringing alive, I don't know. I think the other countries are rediscovering better than us. For us, it was just like, I don't know, I think for some ages was that was the music to go over. So it was, oh, what they did, these guys, and trying to do something else. And then the 80s were, was more like the age of taking from the United States and trying to do that were, was like new wave, disco, you know, and Italy was pretty good on, on that too. But anyway, it was just, I mean, I think we were just getting all this American culture, which anyway built Italy. And, but that's the 80s and the 90s. In the 70s, was still like pretty Italian and was something else. Internet plays a big role on that, but even I remember early 2000, like Tarantino, you know, mm -hmm. it was just playing Italian music in the soundtracks and stuff, having like the big names and was already, oh, the Italian soundtracks in the 70s were so good. And it was already the big boom of that, you know? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's some like different reason why someone get back there and Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, like Lynch with uh, Badalamenti, Tarantino with yeah, yeah. Uh, Morricone and, uh, and all this stuff. Then, I don't know, there's a big, going back to the library music worldwide, an Italian one was pretty good as well. And like psych music, which in Italy a lot was like more like prog music, prog psych, or this like mix of ethno folk thing. Yeah. I, I just think too, like Actuala, or, Lovisonia, Messina. I mean, it was 
what you said was getting into ethnic, but in the 70s in Italy, and was like, I don't know, using like synthesizer, analog synth, modular synth, but with sitar and other stuff, was this big clash of music. And I don't know, it's just the time to rediscover this. It's, it seems the sound now is pretty actual and contemporary. It's more like outside, I think. UK, United States are, are getting more of, of this Italian music than what we're doing in Italy. Yeah. I mean, I say beside us that maybe we work on this or we know already this, but I say even like for me to get a bit more like hype somewhere else, I have to, to talk a lot about it because it's really, there's a spotlight internationally on that. So even, I don't know, when I played at the Liverpool Fest, the psychedelic fest. I did like a mixtape all about this music and was like, oh, wow, this is great. You know, I mean, there's a lot of attention on that. Yeah. And maybe if I do it in Italy, it's like, oh, why you're doing this? I mean, it's, it's kind of normal, but it's not normal because it's not really well-known things. Like sometimes if I DJ, I play some music and someone says, oh, what the fuck is this? I say, oh, this is, is this Italian guy from 75, really? Like, you know, <laughs> I don't have any idea. seems to me that politic-wise, they're trying to forget the past. Like, it, it's weird, but like the 70s, I mean, was like an intense moment for the politics, for the, yeah, terrorists was Anidi Piombo, where like we had a lot of terroristic attack, which was like Italians, I mean, no. Yeah. Not international terrorism. <laughs> it was all made in Italy, but now, right now, even, I mean, the young people, and it seems the past is going really too far. Mm. I don't see really rediscovering politic-wise and historic-wise what we did. And it's scary, because sometimes it seems, I mean, if you forget what happened, and I talk even about like the 30s and the 40s, and then the 70s, and then everything happened like with Craxi and then Berlusconi and everything that brought Italy to be in a crisis now. But it's scary and I think 
I didn't see really a movement that wanna take this back and and learn from the mistakes or just from what happened. So and I would say that right now politic-wise Italy is really bad. Since it's going to the right wing, mostly, I think the right wing doesn't wanna have memories because for the past years they were connected with the uh, with the wrong memories, you know? Yeah, yeah. So they just wanna talk about the present, which sucks. And trying to convince people that they can have a nice future with them, but they don't wanna really show the past in the way it was. And yeah. And it's scary. Right now Italy scares me. Like all Europe actually. I mean, yeah, yeah. Then of Italy, I'm just scared because it's a poor country as well. And when the people is poor, it's way easier to manipulate them. Yeah. Prima Italiani seems to really resonate yeah. with people mm-hmm. because, well, what, what did you get from Europe, right? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, I think no, my mama is more like a past thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, there's not so much to be optimistic about, I guess. But, uh... um, and maybe it's just, okay, the present sucks, the future maybe will be worse as usual, because the future is always worse, so it's better to get lost in the past. And, and my mama is like a distorted past, it's something, it's really like something you see, you don't see, you can smell, but not really, and it's like, i think feelings that comes from that music for me and Valerio Mattioli with Simon Reynolds they talk about the Italian of full psychedelia and they say that can be a Mediterranean version of the ontology of music and my mind can be this like spirits coming from the past of, of Italy and the south is the past of Italy and the Mediterranean is the past of Italy and just give you this kind of feelings Then I feel it since it's electronic music and I have, I mean, I really work on sounds and I feel the sound is pretty contemporary, not futuristic. I mean, it's not like acceleracinistic or like digital. I'm pretty like analog and stuff, but I work on that a lot. And that can be the connection with the future, which is anyway like a dystopic future. I mean, nothing clean and Because all the future now brings to, you know, computers, everything works, super clean, digital, and that's even in music, it's what they're doing. And for me it's not, it's machine that doesn't work and makes noises and it's something dirty. There's like a, a factory and it's like, I don't know, oil and smoke and things, that's the dystopic future, it's nothing yeah. beautiful, it's, it's something dirty. 
And the beautiful part was the past, which anyway doesn't exist anymore, so... Yeah, the idea is, okay, on stage I have like the music and then the videos because it's a, like an audio video project. And, and then the thing of the mask is that I really need to not be myself. When I, when I start with My My Mag, I told you it was this, this need to have like something new about me taking for the, from the roots, from Italy, from something else. And I thought that not showing my face would have been like the right thing to do it. And since I told you I built a character, it was even cool that it's not me, but it keeps a character. I even talk about my, my, my in third person. It's always like, my, my, my does this, it's not me. <laughs> so it's like a little theater piece. And it's made of the music, of me with this mask, and then the videos, which I do with a friend of mine, Simna, and we work on that. A lot. I mean, it's a, it's an important part. And the mask, the actually, I mean, our DIY, but not even really, because it's Kennedy Coda. Is this guy which makes music and clothings and seat screenings, and uh, he does the costumes for me every time. And the idea is to get. I mean, they're they're just made thinking about like southern. Uh, Catholics, clothings for like processions, usually connected with, I don't know, the death of Jesus or Eastern or like something like this. But it tried to be really kind of religious in a way, a kind of paganism meets Catholicism, meets like magic word and, and something like that. But it's more than carnival, it's more like a, a religious thing. So it's like, it's like being a priest of something and showing you, I don't know, whatever you want to see in my music or in my show. But uh, it's a kind of ritual thing. And I really love when people get into my set as a ritual. And even like all the rhythmics I use, mm, I mean, right now, it obviously gets a lot to like techno and dark techno, but they really start from like the, I say repetitive rhythmics of the taranta mm -hmm. and of the southern music so it's the same loop going and going and then just slowly changing and morphing into something else but it's just to have kind of hypnotizing people like getting into a dream or into another reality obviously techno does this so at the end can sound as a dark industrial techno thing which is true but even on my side, it comes from the southern music, which is really repetitive and, you know, the tarantella and the taranta, and it's something that has to bring you somewhere else, like getting crazy. And 
And so that's, that's the past of this music is getting to techno through <laughs> yeah. the yeah. folk music of Calabria and Sicily. <laughs> Since I love to play drums, I mean, now we're playing with this other project called Metro Crowd. Okay. And I'm more focusing on that now, which is a kind of, I don't know, like a post-punk band, four-piece, with synth, the drums is like affected, and I use like kids' electric stuff on drums. Uh, the singer is a crazy guy, and it's pretty good. And the new album comes out in March for Maple Death which is okay. this label. It's an Italian guy based in London. Okay. And so let's say like my rock soul <laughs> is, is going with Metro Crowd right now. thing of having like a little, an electronic solo is that I can play with other people and like one of the yeah most intense moment is I, I toured and played with a Gnod, the English band um, I was with them recording the new album Chapel Perilous and and for a few shows I played like electronics with them on stage I like playing what they do was the my 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 set because I was playing with my 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 too so playing my set with a rock band, let's say rock, obviously, with a... Yeah. <laughs> In a way, yeah. <laughs> but it was amazing. Like, they are a fantastic band, fantastic people. The sound is amazing, and being part of that, I mean, I really felt like, wow. But being in a band is, anyway, totally different from being in a solo. Yeah. I mean, I feel emotions when I play alone, and I really get, I mean, somewhere else, because I'm in the ritual too with my mind. But anyway, I'm alone on stage, so it can be like, I don't know, we could say a non-anistic thing, like masturbation. You're alone doing your stuff, then you feel the energy of the people, of the music. But in a band, you feel a lot what the others are doing. And, and I'm used to that, because I grew up as a drummer, always playing in bands. And being again with a band, it's anyway stronger than being alone on stage. Just the cool thing of being having a solo is that you can play with who you want. Yeah, yeah. And in a band sometimes it's more like it's like a wife who can be jealous or <laughs> 
I love to think the live as a live set and, and the albums are, you know, it's just something I have in mind. So I build, usually I start from the beat, probably because I'm a drummer, but anyway, I start from that. And then I build with a um, few recordings and the archive sounds a kind of atmospheres. And when I have the beat and the atmosphere, I build like the synth part, so the melodies, if, let's say. Um, the ambient sounds, the pad and everything, and then I use all the filters to make the real sound. But it's really built on a studio, and it's done one by one as a band, like I record the beats and then all the other thing, and then I add the filters. In the albums I sing too, let's say I talk more than sing, and then I use like voices recorded from the past, Greek chants, South Italian chants, and, but yeah, it's, it's made in a studio. And then when I have what I like, I start to make it for the live set. But it's totally different and the live is pretty different because it's built as like a 40, 45 minutes stream, which has to be, I, I told you, pretty ritual. So the beat, in the live I have way more beat. It's, yeah, yeah. It's in the album I can have like really ambient, and dilatated yeah. moments in the live, it's more all focused on the beat part. first US tour with Dada Swing was in 2005 and everyone has those tapes on tour and I was like wow this is great I mean it's so cheap because I was doing still tapes I mean I never abandoned that but I never thought about the release on tape but I didn't like CDRs we never did it I was fuck we cannot do only vinyls and so from 2005-06 I started like doing tapes because I saw them on tour everyone was Every band we played with as a tape, it was like, oh great. And then you can do, yeah, the seal screen cover or making like handmade. And then I started doing like the risograph because my friend says a risograph machines. And I mean, but yeah, I, probably in Italy, I was one of the first doing again this. I mean, I remember 2005, six, the first Tago Mago Fest and it was like tapes. Well, it was like five euros and I was selling a lot and people was like, you know, it's just cool. I, I will never listen to this, but I buy it. And then it's five euros instead of 15 or 20. And it was even cool like to like trade because like trading a vinyl, I mean, it's always, I mean, anyway, it's money, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's cool to do it if you really like the other band, but I was never into, we just play together, I want your vinyls. Like, if I really like you, I give you my vinyl. And if you give me yours, I'm happy. Otherwise, I'm okay like that. But, yeah, tapes was more easy. Okay, keep this. And so, yeah, but when I started in Italy, it was pretty weird. <laughs>
ma non più di quattro domande. Ah, grazie. La prima domanda sarebbe che cosa vuole esprimere con questa sua nuova opera? Il mio intimo, profondo, arcaico cattolicesimo. Arcaico cattolicesimo. E che cosa ne pensa della società italiana? Il popolo più analfabeta, la borghesia più ignorante d'Europa. Ah, e che ne pensa della morte? Come marxista è un fatto che non prendo in considerazione. Quarta ed ultima domanda. Qual è la sua opinione sul nostro grande regista Federico Fellini? Egli danza. Egli danza. Ah, grazie. Complimenti. Arrivederla. Ehi! Io sono una forza del passato.